Welcome to our show. Bienvenue. <laughs> when, how do you say in Spanish? Bienvenidos, something like that. It's like something like bienvenue. Yeah, because it's like uh, buenas noches is good. Is good night. night. It's it's it is eight o'clock. So I feel like. Buenas I think it's buenas more. tardes. Oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever good evening is. This is be more appropriate. This is Duolingo brought to you by. <laughs> This is not even the beta. What's after <laughs> this that? Is the um, <laughs> the this is the ga- gamma version. <laughs> you white girls who don't know shit try to teach you things. Well, you they can don't say know. it in French, and then I can. Bonjour. Oh, my can, my husband just wave. agreed with me from afar. Thank it's, you. Is <laughs> Buenas tardes. Is I that think so, because tonight? I think Buenas noches is like 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 no chase is like literally like in midnight kind of so it doesn't make oh, okay sense. that's what i, I heard you. somewhere I don't all know. right thank you duolingo helping yeah. us out one day at a time one day at a time <laughs> <laughs> well this is the part i don't get and i am bay and i am jay and this is episode 62 I was thinking about that earlier when I was setting up the episode draft on Anchor and I was thinking to myself, like, I cannot believe that we've done this 62 times, well, 61 times and about to be 62. Yes. That's a lot. That's a quick commitment on our part. And I have to congratulate you for it. Clap, 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 clap. Well, congratulations (laughs) as well. It takes two to tango. I mean, this would be a really boring podcast if it was just one person. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's like it's like a cry well you'd have to do a lot more work you know you really have that's to. that's true that's true but let's be honest neither of us do that much work. yeah let's have a 15 minute wikipedia search is all i need but like i can't i can't imagine like the people who do it every week like you know like and, people and like who... some of them do it like multiple times a week or like almost every yeah. day like i have um you know i listen to my reality like recap shows and they pretty much do it for every show which could be once a week but i guess it's more just like saying it's not like research but they literally have to like take notes of what happened in the show i'm like that would just ruin it for me and a commitment yeah you gotta watch the whole thing from beginning to end what if you're sick or you go out of town or whatever you know like you can't miss that yeah reality take a sick day the investigative podcasts like oh my god oh my gosh speaking of which i'm listening to dr death right now on oh have you seen that it's now a tv show that's what made me listen to it yeah i was like ooh, i gotta listen to this podcast if they're making a show about it and it's a show not a movie right yeah i think it's is it on peacock or one of those i believe it's on paramount plus oh okay yeah because it has for it it has joshua jackson yes correct and then alec baldwin yes and then who's the other guy christian slater christian slater yeah right yeah gosh I used to have such a thing for Christian Slater back you know he I gotta say he aged pretty well yeah he was way cuter though (laughs) he was like 20 (laughs) and doesn't he have like an anger problem in real life someone with a phone (gasps) I could have sworn he like hit a reporter with a phone I mean it's been a while well I I guess you know he's a little bit of a comeback kid right now you know because wasn't he also in um uh 
Heather's the Dirty John. He was in yeah. season one or two. And he of was Dirty John. he was an asshole in that, so I could <laughs> I could definitely see it. Yeah, but, well, he wasn't Heather's, of course. That's where I think you introduced me to him. And then, of course, let us not forget Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Okay, <laughs> best Will Scarlet I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I—I I mean, I'm telling you, I—I I have yet to see a better Will Scarlet. Well, I, all you need is the little dangly Elvis hair flapping in your face, you know, and it's like I, I'm sure I saw no Robin Hood, but I don't remember. Are you serious? I could totally see you being a big Prince of Thieves fan. I don't know. Yeah, I must have missed that wow. one. Wow, I am shocked. I am. I know. Really I'm surprised. surprised I didn't dress up as Robin Hood as my husband. <laughs> I am house. too. I am too. And then you your brothers could be your merry men. Yeah. You know. Uh, I like to break the gender uh, rules. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, first three musketeers. I mean, because you really like the three musketeers. Yeah, and I had so... long hair, and so did they. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have boobs yet, so it worked. <laughs> and then. This was right around that same time period. It was like, um, I could have sworn, I bet you like, like the same person wrote the same script. Third or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. In you the just 90s. Need, like a good Rod Stewart song in the background, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I know, I know for Three Musketeers, I think it was, was it Brian Adams? The I thought it was. Well, there's probably multiple songs. Oh my god, like I, my totally, I totally forgot the song, but then as soon as you did that, it all came flooding back. It, <laughs> I need to go watch it. Kiefer Sutherland, just you yes. wait. I'm and coming now, your way. Chris O'Donnell. And Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah, oh. when he was... No, he probably wasn't sober then. I don't know who I'm kidding. Anyway, this is not a movie podcast. Yeah, anyway, we <laughs> got a little sidetracked. So anyway, um, yeah, so Dr. Oh. Dr. Death, great podcast. It's uh, it's only like six episodes and then I think- Is it fictional? No, it's real. Oh, it's real. Oh, so yeah. is he like an angel of death, essentially? Yeah, and it's crazy like how he doesn't, like he gets fired from one job and just like bounces to another. And because everyone's so afraid of getting sued by him by like, for like, oh, I guess slander. By him? Oh, okay. Slander. Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's sound from what they're, what they're making it sound like is like, like, you know, doctors do mess up and it's, it just happens. Yes. They're human. Their malpractice insurance is insane. Yeah. Like, that's a whole budget for every and hospital, I guess, as I'm sure you would know, because you've worked yeah. in many. I guess it's hard to prove that I don't, or maybe it's just it's too much work or it's hard to prove that he did it on purpose oh, like yeah you probably okay. have to Intent get like a really good case and he knows like he kind of knows like to oh, you know how terrible. to be on the run but that is so yeah that is so twisted you should, you should now how long ago was this fairly recent or like um, we're Honestly, I think it was pretty recent. I I, okay. I don't even remember when. I want to say like 2010 or 12. Or oh, that's way more recent than I expected. Okay. I thought it would be at least 30 years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that it's a doctor because I feel like most like angels of death are nurses. nurses. So. And he's a spinal surgeon. And like, I had Ugh. no idea, like, you know, I don't know. Like you hear like, okay, back surgery. Obviously it's serious, but it's not like heart surgery. So I'm like, you know, I didn't realize how easily if you mess one little thing up, like you can, you know, par obviously paralyze. I mean, yeah. This guy was like pretty much nearly decapitating people. <gasps> so yeah, it's and, really and they crazy. died, right? He wasn't just maiming them. 
Um, so one lady like lost her vocal cords or lost control oh. vocal cord. So some people did survive, but some people died. This is like Dr. Mangala or some nonsense. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah, but it's that's twisted. You know, that's why he became that no doubt why he became a doctor. That's easy yeah. access right there. That's right? so gross. Yeah, it's that's so scary. Gross. Like yeah. Uh, all right well i will have to i will have to give that a listen yeah to give it a listen is the person's voice annoying i didn't think so it's a woman um okay pretty no i don't think you i don't think you would be annoyed by it that's everything to me and she's like the actual journalist that interviews people and she's a medical journalist so she knows what she's talking about okay good yeah i mean as i'm sure our listeners can agree the voice is everything yeah and and it is a little it's you do have to kind of pay attention because you know they're interviewing different people and and there are a lot of different stories so you're like i had to rewind a few times to be like wait who are they talking to now you know so it's (laughs) it's not one that you can just like kind of have in the background ignore okay yeah all right well i will give that a listen and hopefully some of our peeps out there will too yeah if they haven't already oh i know well, I think um, it is your turn. I believe it is. Um, now that we've wrapped up that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that little tangent. That must um, watch. So I actually have two pretty small topics. Oh, more okay. like uh, questions that I've always wanted to know the answer Changing to. Changing it up on episode 62. Here. I know. Honestly, I think it's still going to be pretty short, even with two. But <laughs> So I was, I was actually, I'm getting back into another um Hopefully this doesn't go too tangential, but uh, curb, your, okay. curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, I just randomly started watching like the most recent season that I never yeah, watched. Yeah, we were watching it just the other day. Was I watching it with you? Yes. Oh my God, you're right, you're right. Because I told you that I was excited that the camera quality uh, got Yeah, it better. got better. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I came home and pretty much binged the whole- Oh, wow. Season. I'm glad to have created that inspiration Thank for you. you. <laughs> yeah, but- um. So there's this one scene where he uh, he creates a uh, coffee shop out of spite um, against because he doesn't like this other coffee shop. So he opens up, up one next door um, and it's not even really that relevant, but there's a scene where someone goes in and I just noticed, I was like, oh, it's interesting. I thought she was going to like have to push the door in and she pulled it, she pulled it open. And then I was like, there's my topic. Why do some doors open out and some doors go in? That's <laughs> really wow, wow. Hey. <laughs> the mind that you've got. I, I love that you were able mind. to clock it because you know I would think something like that and I would just totally it would flitter out of my brain. Well, I think the timing of our podcast being earlier in the week was helpful because I was able oh, okay. to really grip onto that and then do <laughs> okay. some research onto that thought and really keep it together yes tell us why do some doors open yeah and wait so pull um, versus push yes okay so uh so a door exterior door leading into your house the front door we'll say that um almost always um will oh, I think go I... in yes that will that will swing in because this keeps the hinges on the inside where burglars cannot reach them. So it's a safety. Oh, makes total sense. Okay. And then, but if there's a screen door or something or a secondary door, as they call it, that will swing outwards to prevent both doors from swinging inward. If something slams into them really hard, or if there's a weather related thing. Now 
as every rule, there are always exceptions. Okay. So since the 90s, new homes in parts of Florida have to have outward swinging doors to defend against hurricanes. I guess the idea is that an inward swinging door will, I don't know if the wind would push it in and potentially hurt somebody. Debris. Yeah. And then um, in certain Scandinavian countries, including Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, um, they have doors that open outwards because most of their apartments and um, houses are very small. So the uh, outward opening doors make them look more spacious. And then also because um, I think you mentioned earlier climate, um, the outward swinging doors prevent water or snow from getting in. But on the flip side of that, you know, if there's a big buildup of snow and you're trying How do you to push open that your door? door open, you're kind of screwed. So, um, yeah, that's, that's such a good thing though. I love that when it's been a really big snow, I'm not a huge fan of big snowstorms because I don't, I get a lot of cabin fever, but when you open the door and then like it's unsettled, that snow, the little snow tower yeah, on it's the like, outside, like, oh, don't touch it. It's like a little wall. I love that. And, and then like, you can get a how good high it is. Yeah, you're like, look how much snow. Get your ruler. And then, but then going, uh, if you're going into like a building or, um, you know, most office buildings, they have um, doors that open outwards uh, for safety. So because if a large number of people are needing to evacuate quickly, this allows them to open the door no problem. Whereas if they're all like, you know, there's all these people pressed up against the door, you're trying to pull it in, that's going to yeah. create a problem. Um, so doors attached to tight spaces, such as a closet, will usually swing out to keep someone from getting trapped inside, which makes sense. Um, like my closet, our closet door over here, like there's no way that could even open inside because there wouldn't be any room. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, like, cause I've always had small closets. All my closet doors have always been the slidey kind. Yeah. The side to side. Yeah, those those are good too. Yeah, we have a lot of those, but like they're a little. Or actually my bedroom when I was growing, was like the folding one, the folding doors. Oh yeah. But the they fold-ins. still kind of slide to the side. Yeah. I feel like those always break easily. <laughs> They come off the hinges. Keep mine on. My brothers did not. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have the sliding ones in my closet upstairs, and they are always coming off the little like. um, I love those little track. (laughs) I love the little barn door ones, and those are the slidey ones. It's my dream to have a barn door. Oh yeah, I love I love the way those look. Um. Let's see. And then interior doors uh open into the room to prevent them from obstructing the hallways or tight areas this is for safety and modesty apparently modesty if you're if you know if you're caught you know half naked in flagrante i guess uh having that inward door is is a real lifesaver damn your modesty i wonder i wonder if someone like tested that or did they get feedback (laughs) 
I feel like they would have had to. Either that or some white dude was like, this is how it is. <laughs> like a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is I almost modesty. caught my parents doing something I didn't want to <laughs> see. Um okay, so that's kind kind of all I had for the doors. So love it. A similar question Not that I band. figured would kind Not of tie band. in is um why do we drive on the right side of the road? <laughs> How does that tie in? Well, because... Direction? <laughs> yes, direction. <laughs> and because in one of the articles, it said, you know, in other countries, they do things differently. It makes makes you... And they were talking about the doors in, in the Scandinavian countries, and they're like, for example, some other countries drive on the right-hand side of the road. And actually more... Um, more countries drive on the right side of the road than not. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh, didn't I think that either. I thought that we were an outlier. I thought I that we too. just like had to be different. I know, I you thought know? it was like we were rebelling from uh, the British, but. Like how everybody <laughs> uses the metric system, except for us. Yeah. Oh, that, that would have been a good one. And then like, I think also the way that we do like liquid measuring is off as well. Probably. Isn't there different? I think so, yeah. I don't even know the term for it. That's how stupid I am. So do you have any theories as to why we drive? Not other than just to be different. And we've always driven on the right side? Um, yes. Okay. Well, it's got to be either historical or have to do with safety. Okay. Okay. Now, do, did we, did you find anything about like horse and buggy on the right side and carriages yes. and stuff? Really? Okay, so. Oh, no, no, oh, I got it. Okay. What? <laughs> See, you made fun of the topic, but now you're getting into it. <laughs> okay, when you do mount a horse, there is a specific side that you're supposed to mount your horse on. Does that have to do with it? Not really. Oh, um, okay. For in my mind, as soon as I thought of it, I was like, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I know, when it comes to you. I mean, then when it, I said it out loud, it didn't feel as yeah. solid. Well, it. I mean, actually, now that, good. It has, that should have nothing to do with it. So it goes back to the 18th century okay. uh, freight wagons, which were pulled by teams of horses, as, as you mentioned. Um, and the drivers would ride on the left rear horse using their right hand to more easily direct and control the team. Um, so in order to avoid hitting them, traffic shifted to the right. Um, so I guess maybe before this time, it ne not necessarily on the right hand side. So maybe it's not always how it's been, but I guess it kind of evolved at least from that point on. Yeah, um, because we probably didn't have multiple lanes before. Right. It's probably just like, yeah, it's just like a, get a dirt path. Get, yeah. Get the F out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it just kind of naturally happened. And then um, let's see. So. And then, of course, I was curious, well, why do they drive on the left side of the road in other countries? Yeah. So um, apparently in the seven, 1773, um, British government uh, passed laws making it so that you had to um, have left-handed traffic. Um, and it was because of Napoleon, who was left-handed. Of course it was. Um, and he rode on the right to be intimidating to... Um, <laughs> as an intimidating military tactic because most people um 
would they would hold their weapons with their right hand because they were right-handed okay. um, and so they would kind of end up going on the left-hand side I guess just to kind of have a better view of everything um, but because of Napoleon he uh, changed that up so you know the left-handers are to blame I guess of course yeah so um that's at least that's the that's the suspected reason um <laughs> oh, you know what's interesting though is that um some countries uh switch from left to right and like uh in samoa they recently switched from the left in 2009 can you imagine like all of a sudden yeah Wow. So they used to, they used to be left handed have um you know be on the left side and now they're on the right like that if if Imagine one day accidents I know if one day <laughs> we woke up and they're like okay we're gonna change and you're gonna have to drive on the left side of the road that would just be that would really mess with me well you know like when you're driving down in like a city type area and then they have those those lanes that are temporary you know and they have like you yes. have a light oh says, my god hey, they have that can... in Silver Spring and of course mm-hmm. DC. And oh my it, god I, and I, you're like scary. is this okay is this okay is this okay am i driving on the wrong side am i gonna get hit i just avoid those lanes like yeah because sometimes i'll see an x and then i'll see people driving in them like yeah am i looking at it, the wrong lane at sometimes it's an x saying don't go on this lane and other times it's like an arrow and it'll be like yeah. green and they'll say come on over here and i'm you like know? what if what if i'm gonna go swerve into oncoming traffic i know or even if i get off of a um like a like an exit that's on the left-hand side, I think a part of me will be like, am I going the right way? Like, yeah, you know, or if I see like a do not enter, but it'll be referring to like a, another road or something. I'll I've going. definitely, you and I have definitely gone on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Ocean City. I think you were like 16. Uh, yeah, I think I had just got my I, life. I feel like it was also totally my fault. I was probably like, go Jay, go. And you were like, okay. And then we were like, ah! <laughs> we're gonna die <laughs> oh thank god. god we didn't get pulled over because i did the same thing with your brother he, we totally did you got pulled over yeah well he was driving and, and oh he, yeah and we I were remember. just driving home and he went down the wrong side and he was <laughs> he was like he's like do you know why i pulled you over he's like yep i was driving <laughs> on the wrong side of the road <laughs> ryan is always very could, good about that he could being not be honest, more straightforward i mean there was no way to yeah like i remember one time he got pulled over and and he was like do you know why i pulled pulled over i didn't stop at the stop sign (laughs) (laughs) oh that i think we were in the car that time too. because we were coming from ihop but because officer was like where are you guys coming from ihop (laughs) (laughs) it was a blinking red pancakes (laughs) it was a blinking red and he didn't stop although that's what i noticed and i was like wait a second why are we getting pulled over and then he said yeah it's because it didn't fully stop (laughs) And let's see, after that moment, I was like, you know what? Okay, honesty is definitely the best policy when it oh, comes yeah. to these people. Because they're going to, yeah, they're going to know if you're bullshitting yeah. them. So I like thought to myself, I like, you know, it was like, okay, if you yeah. ever get pulled over for doing something stupid, just not thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, that was definitely, just, I think, a learning uh, <laughs> moment for all of us. <laughs> because then um, like years later, I remember I was just so darn excited to like leave work at my Mick job and and I blasted through the stop sign in the parking lot. And it was, there were, it wasn't anybody around or anything, but I was just, 
not thinking. And he pulled me over in the parking lot, in the shopping center. I've never been pulled over in a shopping center before. Yeah. Wasn't even on a street. He was, he was, he was waiting to get somebody that day. He was like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, yeah, I totally went through that stop sign. Sorry, man. I was just really excited to get off from work. <laughs> And he's like, trust me, I know how the, how you feel. I, I'm excited too when I get off of work, but we have to be careful. And I was like, yeah, thanks, I know. <laughs> Did he give you a ticket? He gave me a warning. Nice. I was like, you better. We're still in the shopping center. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if, if it's the job that I'm, I'm thinking of. It, there was probably a lot more crime going on than you, you know, rolling through a stop sign. Oh, yeah. You're pretty right on. Probably right assumption. in front of his eyes. <laughs> um, was that the end of that's your it directional so, topic How, why do doors go certain ways why do cars go certain ways? you know ever since i've been researching now i've i've paid attention and you're gonna pick it up too now you're gonna be like oh this is an inward this is an outward and I now you're gonna know for some things like usually if you like note you'll like note something and then i'll be like huh that's interesting because um uh, like you do that when we're watching movies and you see a left-hander every single time I see a left-handed person on a TV or movie show I'm like oh left-handed left they're one of us <laughs> <laughs> they're part of the club <laughs> so I so I will now thanks thanks to this I will note <laughs> the direction of both cars motor vehicles and uh and doors <laughs> Just Gotta remember get that barn door one day. And then remember hinges on the inside. If you're right. doing some remodeling and you're putting on a door at your house, it hinges on the inside. If it's, if it's your front That's door. That's important to know. That's true. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, I guess, apparently take the door off the hinges. I can, I can That's a lot of work. Someone do that. I, I, it's probably not actually just get a little hammer, but knock that sucker out of there. Yeah. Or like a little, like a hammer and uh, like a screwdriver. I get. I guess. Yeah. I guess when no one's home and you can just make it look like you're doing construction or something. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Locked myself out. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna pull this door right off the hinges. So, um, mine has absolutely nothing to do with doors or cars. Um, Mine was inspired by the recent um, sunscreen fiasco. Oh. Um, if, if anyone has not noticed, just for your personal safety, yes. uh, the aerosol spray cans uh, of um, that were owned by Johnson's and Johnson's were recently recalled. So I believe it is the Cool Dry Sport, the Beach Defense. I believe there's like an Aveeno one. And it's a uh, Neutrogena, right? And they're Neutrogena and Aveeno. Um, and it's specifically just the spray ones and they were taken off and they said that you could even get your money back if you contacted Johnson's and Johnson's and that you just shouldn't use it. And of course, like I, as soon as I read the article, I was literally sitting in front of a beach defense spray can that I had just sprayed all over myself. And it was because there was, they had noted that there was a, um, a type of chemical in it that I guess wasn't supposed to be in there. And that chemical can be linked to cancer causing um, issues. So I'm assuming they're recalling it and then going to reformulate and figure out why it was in there and then take it out. So the chemical they accidentally put in or they just found out that this causes cancer? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they knew that it caused cancer and they weren't, it wasn't supposed to be in there. Uh, that from the articles i read now i could be wrong maybe they just found it out but it Somebody sounds like they were like whoopsie 
this is not supposed to be in here. Let's uh, figure out how this got in there and let's take it out. I think was kind of the idea, but I could be okay. wrong. I didn't, I only read like that breaking news article, which yeah. was just essentially letting everybody know that st stop using these, it's been recalled. And then like what you can do as far as getting your money back. But um, so that kind of got me thinking and it got, it got me thinking about like what else crazy nonsense has been in the products that we've used over oh. history. Now, a, a lot of things came up like that were today. And I was like, I'm just gonna not look at those. Yeah. Um, like this and, <laughs> so instead I was thinking about like stuff that we today know are like crazy bad for you. But oh. over the course of like history, like people used to use it all the time. And the first thing that I thought of, which is like kind of like the main one, is radium. So, of course, radium, you know, now we know of like people, it's like a, it's a cancer treatment, obviously, but it's incredibly harsh on the body and it can kill you. And it, of course, was discovered by Mary Curie. And even her notes on the subject are in like lead line boxes and like you have, you you can't go near them because then you will get radiation poisoning. The Even notes? like her physical oh, pieces of paper um, oh. that they still have. Um, of course, she, you know, obviously ended up dying and <clears throat> she had a lot of um, issues due to <laughs> radiation poisoning. Oh. Um, but radium, when it was discovered, was thought to be like this crazy, amazing substance. And it was extremely expensive. It was very rare. And people would use it in all kinds of stuff. Um, the luminous metal was used in household products like lipstick. In Germany, it was found in chocolate. It was put in tonics. And the main thing that um, I was researching was also watches. It was put in chicken feed. Um, they thought that the eggs would self-incubate or like self-cook, um, oh. which is ridiculous. Um, it was, it, they thought it would cure all kinds of stuff. So they like put it in all kinds of medications and things like that. And people would like drink it. Um, you know, obviously extremely dangerous. Um, so the the watches is the big part. I watched the Radium Girls movie that had Joey King, who was in um, The Kissing Booth, one of my personal faves on Netflix, oh. and um, The Pact, which was great on Hulu. Um, in the 1920s, the Radium Dial Company used the radium as a self-luminous paint, and they painted it on watch faces um, so that you could see the numbers on the watches all hours of the day. Um, okay. which was a big deal, especially during wartime, you know, so that you wouldn't have like a light or um, like a, like a candle or anything like that. You're drawing attention. You could just look at your watch. So the radium dial company hired tons and tons of women and girls to paint the radium on those watches. And we now call those women, the radium girls because of what happened to them, which is incredibly unfortunate. Um, of course, after a relatively short period of time, as I'm sure you can imagine, female factory workers um, who, who we now call radium girls, they contracted radiation poisoning from working with the substance and a lot of them died horribly, like really, really painful, painful, oh painful, God. slow, painful deaths. 
if you've seen Chernobyl, which we've talked about That's what here I was thinking before, of, like, you can imagine. Is that the same chemical that was? Yeah. So like you okay. get a radiation poisoning or like you've seen That's the 100. That's the same as radiation. That's literally mm-hmm. radium that they're referring to. So uh, no. Um, so I don't think it's quite exactly the same, but radiation poisoning is what happened to the people in Chernobyl. And they, they got it from various different ways. Like they physically touched the stuff like the firefighters or they got it from like the nuclear fallout, like the ash that fell on them. And then um, these women mostly touched it and ingested it. So they like actually like it went into their mouths. Um, so, and let's see here. So they were told to point their brushes. So pointing was like this method of making the paintbrush extremely, extremely um, like fine tip um, by putting it in their lips. Like, so that you would oh, yeah, it yeah. and then you'd like put it in, in between your lips to make it a super fine point. And then you would paint the, the dials because they were super small. Like they were like really teeny, teeny, tiny. Um, but you had to do this all day. Like you had to paint like as many watches as you could. And I'm pretty sure they got paid per watch. So like, obviously it's more incentive to do it well and to do it um, quickly. So they were told um, that radium was harmless. Um, but by the end, they ended up ingesting deadly amounts of radium. Um, yeah. The substance was all the rage at the time and would, of course, glow. So this was really cool to them. So they would sprinkle it in their hair. They would sprinkle it on their clothes and then go out at night and they would glow. Um, so they would attract a lot of attention that way. Some people painted their fingernails, their face, their teeth their lips Hmm. with glowing radium because they just didn't know any better at the time. Right. Um, When they started getting sick, of course, the company originally was like, you know, you're fine. Um, And then they hired a doctor. You know, this is just like Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. They hired, they hired a doctor to come see them, but it was, the doctor was employed by the dial company. And then the doctor would tell them that they had syphilis which was not true and it was in order to essentially silence them through shame yeah it's like slut um, shaming and they would tell that even um in the movie i don't i think that these particular the one girl is fictional i'm not sure i think she's kind of like a compilation of different people she was a virgin and he was like you sh- i'm sorry your sister has syphilis and she's like that's not possible i'm like sorry you know the facts don't lie you know um, right. but he just made it up um and they just kept telling them that, you know, even though like your paintbrushes taste weird, just keep doing it. Um, so eventually five of the women in New Jersey challenged the employers um, in a case over the right of individual workers who contracted occupational diseases to sue their employers under New Jersey's uh, occupational injuries law, which is essentially like the very beginnings of what we now use as like OSHA, you know, like, oh, like okay. you know, our safety while we're at work. So at the time, they had a two-year statute of limitations, and they ended up settling out of court in 1928. In 1938, um, they eventually ruled in favor of the women, and the radium dial company appealed over and over and over again, and they ended up even taking the, it all the way to the Supreme Court. But in 1939, the court, again, decided to uh, rule in favor of the women in the end, that case uh, had been won eight times before the radium dial company was eventually finally forced to pay. Of course, I'm sure most of the people who 
were suffering from radiation poisoning were already incredibly yeah. sick or dead. Yeah. Oh. So that was kind of like my inspiration. The and I was like, what else crazy stuff were we just like ingesting? Because I didn't think that that was going to be long enough to just talk about just radium. So I found a bunch of other crazy stuff that we used to use all the time. Oh, no. For example, cocaine. I just started watching Peaky Blinders, which I'm obsessed with. And one of the characters started uh, snorting cocaine. And I was like, this is 1919 in like Birmingham, um, England. And I was like, how readily available was cocaine at that time? Well, apparently it was extremely available. So cocaine ads themselves were extremely popular around the turn of the century. They had them in cough drops. They thought that it would help with sore throats. They put it in toothache drops because they thought that it would help ease the pain of a toothache. They were in cigarettes. Nicotine in a cigarette would enhance the effects of cocaine on the body. So it would make you get a real high. It was um, when Coke, as in Coca-Cola, was created in 1886. And when they launched, one of the two main ingredients were, of course, cocaine and caffeine. Yeah. And that's where it gets its name. The cocaine came from the coca leaf and the caffeine came from the cola nut. So this, of course, led to the name Coca-Cola. At one time, Coca-Cola had an estimated nine milligrams of cocaine per glass. In 1903, it was eventually removed. Sigmund Freud also used cocaine or abused the substance. <laughs> he even encouraged others to take it while meticulously documenting the side effects. So essentially <laughs> using people like, <laughs> like lab rats. In 1912, 5,000 cocaine-related deaths ultimately resulted in the banning of the substance a decade later. Today, cocaine is still used, apparently, in anesthesia during sinus surgery. What? Uh-huh. Legally? I guess. Apparently, according to that one random article. By the way, I got my information from Maybe like a date, amount, yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia and sciencehistory.org. So um, also morphine. Morphine was used. Uh, Mrs. Winslow's soothing syrup was used to aid in quieting babies and teething infants. Oh, yeah. They put morphine in it as one of the main ingredients. I can only imagine that definitely would uh, soothe your teething infant and make them fall asleep quite quickly. I don't, it didn't say anything about any of the potential fallout from that. Opium. We've heard a lot about opium dens and things like that before it eventually became illegal. Opium was used by doctors all throughout history especially to control coughing and diarrhea. It was regarded as an all-purpose drug. Mm. Belladonna used, uh, was used to dilate pupils and, quote, transform women into belladonnas or beautiful ladies, end quote. This was during the Italian Renaissance. <laughs> so essentially, you just look really high. Like your uh, pupils would be super dilated if you put belladonna in your eyes. And that would make them look prettier, according to the Italian Renaissance folks. Jeez. Such beauty, of course, did come with major risks, uh, which eventually gave the nickname deadly nightshade is what we also call belladonna now because if you use too much of it then you can die from poisoning oh, speaking of poison another thing <laughs> that we used a lot of is arsenic yeah 
In Victorian Britain, grocery stores sold tea, biscuits, sugar, flour, rice, and arsenic right there on the shelves. It was totally unregulated for most of the 19th century, and it was available to everybody. It was in wallpaper, beer, which is the most disgusting thing, wine, candy, wrapping paper, painted toys, something called sheep dip, which I have no idea what that yes. means. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Like, is that something you use on sheep or is that something you ingest and it tastes like sheep? I don't know. Insecticides, <laughs> clothing, and apparently they used it with um, dead bodies, I guess with some of like the funeral preparations. It was used, arsenic was used in stuffed animals, hat ornaments, coal, which I have no idea why you would put arsenic on coal. It kind of does itself, does the job, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was also used on candles. All of that contained arsenic at one point throughout the 19th century. Arsenic was really popular because it's one of the most famous poisons because it's very hard to detect because it's colorless and odorless. And um, if someone was killed by arsenic, it would be very hard to say like, oh, okay, this is from arsenic poisoning. I think that's the one that they will smell like bitter almonds. Oh, I think yeah. that's, that's what arsenic. So essentially, if you have someone that's been poisoned to death with arsenic, they will have a very faint smell of bitter almonds. But I think it's genetic to be able to even smell the bitter almonds. So not everybody can actually smell it. And I think it's pretty darn faint. What the fuck does a bitter almond smell like? Yeah, like, like <laughs> an almond isn't exactly sweet. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, I know, I have a, an idea of what like a, a nut smells like in the back of my mind, like an unsalted nut. But yeah. I can't imagine, I guess it's essentially gone bad. You know, it's it's a dirty almond. Yeah, I've had <laughs> I've had peanuts that like that definitely must have gone bad because they tasted really bitter. So maybe it's something like that. Really? Okay. Have you ever you've never had that? I've had like where it's very flavorless and a stale. No, I it's like it's where cold. it's like it's just bitter and okay or more I guess sour. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like what happens to like orange juice, kind of. Like it essentially ferments, kind yeah. of, sort of it, but in nut form. Yeah, it's weird. It's, okay. Yeah. Maybe I should leave it all. I, I guess I covered. eat a lot of peanut products, so you know. <laughs> oh yes, you are definitely the. Person Luckily, it's ask. never happened with peanut butter that I, that I remember. So. Oh, it's got to be gross. Yeah. So. Uh, it, and it's because arsenic was used in like a lot of pigments. So it was used in, in a lot of products because of that. And it was also, of course, you know, put in medicine because everything apparently was put in medicine at one point. Uh, despite being a choice poison, doctors have used arsenic throughout history to treat syphilis and sleeping sickness. I'm not sure what sleeping sickness is. I'm, I'm assuming it's just insomnia. But that's yeah. what this article called it. Today, it is still used, again, much like the cocaine. It's used for treat, treating a certain type of cancer known as acute, oh God, promyelocytic leukemia. <laughs> okay. Promyelocytic. 
cystic leukemia, homeolocytic leukemia. All right, sound it out. <laughs> um, and then the last one that I found was heroin. Heroin was sold unrestricted, unregulated in the United States until 1890 when Congress uh, passed an act that levied taxes in conjunction with the sale of opiates, such as morphine and opium. Heroin laws became more stringent in the early, early 1900s. And eventually there was something called the Heroin Act in 1924, which made heroin illegal. But before that, it was put in lots of stuff that we could easily get. The good old days. <laughs> But if you would like to go down a very dark Google hole, feel free <laughs> to type in dangerous materials that are in everyday products because there is an abundance of lists. And it's just like top 10 shocking ingredients. And like a lot of it, I, you know, I just breezed through it, but a lot of it was things like that, like arsenic and stuff. And like the, even something as similar as like aluminum, which is of course found in deodorant and all kinds of stuff, which is tied to cancer. And most of the things that people are concerned about is of course illness and cancer specifically causing materials these days so that was my topic and i and i was also thinking about like lead lead poisoning mm -hmm. now i thought about googling that as well but i feel like it was lead was used in things like paint yeah so it was i don't think oh it wasn't was used in like a lot of other things considering this list it probably was put in medicine at one time it sounds like everything was put in a drink a candy or medicine <laughs> at yeah. one time you know i want to have they, they were having too. back in the day <laughs> their cocaine i know like you could just like go to the store and buy all kinds of stuff i mean i have seen divine secrets of the yaya sisterhood okay and i saw what they did to that mother when she went a little cuckoo for cocoa pops they just essentially like just gave them all kinds of like medicine right didn't they what are they what are they oh, gosh. oh it's been a while actually i don't know if i ever saw the whole movie what is what is it that we call like what is the family the umbrella on which things oh, like benzos yes that's it they would just give them all kinds of benzos and then speed like put put people to sleep <laughs> yeah they would just give them speed and benzos all the time you know here you go you're a little crazy let's give you this this will make you yeah, feel night, better night. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible terrible and you know now we have people like dr death so you know where <laughs> do we turn where do we turn right so that was it that was my topic that was good I, i'm I, I, I am curious about like the current ones, but I'm also glad you didn't tell me because yeah, I just I'm about to on vacation, you know. I want to be <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to look on the back of everything. I mean, I will, I will look. I mean, I will eventually honestly, look. there's stuff I know that's got shit in it, like Diet Coke that I still drink. Yeah, so I'm sure yeah. you know because I'm thinking like when you're going over that, I'm like, I'm, I wonder what like you know hundreds of years from now they'll look back and be like i can't believe oh they i know 2020 right mm -hmm. yeah that's the true the diet coke would be one of them the sugar free stuff. oh yeah and i heard that um was it like there's sawdust in parmesan cheese i've heard that too yeah i guess or they can't account yes. like it's not all cheese like some of it might just be like remnants well we were just talking about that the other day with the tuna fish and subway oh yeah you know what and then the yoga mat stuff yeah. yeah 
apparently yoga mats have toxic stuff in them too so it's all kinds no, of they smell so weird remember your <laughs> So well, bad. that I think was a very special yoga mat. Well, I'm glad it came you got from like the dollar store. Have, so that probably was poisonous. <laughs> well, feel free to email us at the part I don't get at gmail.com with your fun stories and questions. Yes. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, this is the part I don't get and Facebook. This is the part I don't get. And we will see y'all in another in two weeks. Two weeks. Bye. Have a good night.